Welcome to the Pitting Combination Podcast. I'm KJ Pilcher alongside Dick Briggs. Ready to discuss some college and high school wrestling here as we approach the end of January. Let's transition to, to high school now. Um, uh, kind of a big weekend before uh, conference meets uh, uh, start up this weekend. Of course, uh, the girls' postseason will begin, regional duel. Uh, fields are set. Um, you know, just kind of a, a real crucial time of year. Um, I'll just start with uh, uh, I was I was at the uh, Prairie Title Tournament on Saturday, um, the, the girls' competition, and uh, I know I mentioned this in my story and tweeted it out. This was not the Mississippi Valley Conference uh, girls tournament. Um, for whatever reason, uh, the MVC did not want to declare it as a conference tournament. And I'm not exactly sure what the reasoning was behind that. That's just what uh, some of the uh, tournament officials kind of kind of mentioned it. So even though it consisted of uh, all the MVC teams, uh, it's what is expected to become the MVC tournament super meet uh, on the girls' side starting next year. So uh, try to follow that logic uh, from the conference. I don't get it, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. And uh, But the Prairie, uh, very exciting, very exciting uh, uh, competition. Uh, Cedar Falls comes away with a team title. Um, you know, uh, Cedar Rapids Prairie was second. They had four champs and I believe seven uh, in the finals overall. Um, Cedar Rapids Kennedy was third with a couple of champions uh, as well. Uh, the thing that I thought was kind of interesting about it, and, and it's not really a surprise, I guess, um, when you think of the, the start, there's going to be some parity. But you had eight teams that had finalists. All eight teams that had at least one finalist had at least one champion. So uh, I, I just thought that was kind of neat. You had eight different schools represented by uh, individual champions um, when it was all said and done. Right. So, yeah. So um, that being eight of the nine top teams, uh, I'm going to make a note. The 14 teams in this tournament, uh, Xavier shares with whom? Uh, Marion with Marion so there so they would be in the, you know with the Marion schedule and then and then uh Waterloo is no longer in the MVC is that correct correct so so of, of the 15 teams 14 were there one note though Duke senior who took fifth in the Prairie tournament also took second in the East Buck girls tournament <laughs> so they had wow. some, they had some a split up there other than that I, you know I think it was pretty much all of the MVC girls were at Prairie, so. Yep. Uh, uh, for Prairie, you kind of mentioned, you know, we had their duel with uh, Cedar Falls that went down to Criteria um, last Thursday. And of course, uh, this the difference between uh, Cedar Falls and Prairie, just four points. Um, 206 to 202 uh, with Cedar Falls and Prairie. So, uh in the matter of three days, two really uh, uh, close competitions with those two programs. Uh, for uh, Prairie, Maya Rausch uh, at 100, um, Mackenzie Childers at 125, uh, Erica Brockovich um, at 155, and then uh, Jade Heenick at 140, um, all won titles for. Uh, Prairie. Uh, they had a, a couple other opportunities um, as well, but uh, uh, just unable to, to make up those last four points. Um, for Kennedy, um, uh, Jocelyn Stricker and Ella Brown won uh, titles at 170 and 190. 
interestingly, um, two of them are uh, training partners. Stricker, a uh, first-year wrestler. Uh, Ella Brown uh, uh, has been wrestling since fourth grade. Um, preseason nationals, runner-up. So you've kind of got uh, both ends of the spectrum there with experience, uh, both workout partners and both coming away with titles. So I thought that was pretty cool. Right. And I, I'm going to back up to Cedar Falls and Prairie, co the competition they've had the last couple of weeks that we've got to enjoy. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I got to look, you know, I've watched Cedar Falls in two tournaments now, up at the Anamosa tournament and uh, at <clears throat> Prairie, and they've walked away with, with the, the team title, but only with two champions and really? it's different girls each time uh, at, at each of the two different tournaments that I've seen. Prairie has a little bit more of a, I think a, a threat to me. I think they can outscore Cedar Falls at the state tournament. Uh, not saying they can win it, but I think you might be able to see that this little competition between the Cedar Falls and Prairie maybe flip flop when you get into that state tournament where it gets spread out a little bit. That's my prediction anyway. So. Yep. And the two champs for Cedar Falls this last weekend, Lauren Witt at uh, 105, uh, Hope Shiatello, um at 110. So uh, two things that uh, just on the, the Cedar Falls uh, Prairie competitions, we watched uh, Erica Brockovich um, knock off, uh, I think, the number fifth ranked uh, wrestler from Cedar Falls. Um, right. on Thursday night, uh, that was a big win for, for Brockovich. Um, and then, uh, in the duel, Cedar Falls bumped up April Halzer from 125 to 130. Uh, that turned out to, to work in their favor. I think they exchanged, uh, six and six there at 25 and 30 with Mackenzie Childers getting a pin and then, I believe Halser got a pin, which turned out to to work out well for Cedar Falls, who went on criteria, right? Mm -hmm. um, in the finals at the uh, Prairie Title Tournament, Childress pinned Halser in one fifty two, mm -hmm. so that's a uh, that's a quality win for Mackenzie Childers, um, pinning a, a top uh, a ranked opponent. Right, I've got to see Kinsey Russell a couple times this year. She looks good. She's on a roll, and I. I, kudos to Brockovich. She's just on a roll right now. And then also uh, Jade Heenick. She's really going strong as well. So uh, that's where I think they have some strength in there to, to do well at the state. Plus uh, Jade's sister, what's her? Uh, um, Claire. Claire. Claire Heenick also does a real nice job as well. So um, yep, she was a runner up and uh, I know she was right in that, uh, that match, that 145 uh, final. Um until uh, Jolie Strohmeyer, a senior, uh, got a fall in 316. So, uh, Heenick with a runner-up, Claire Heenick with a runner-up finish uh, uh, there as well. Not a surprise, uh, not a surprise for Linmar with a champ in Allie Jelinek. She's also <laughs> a very nice job this year. Yeah, kind of the leader there for, for the Lions. Um, I expect big things out of, out of them, um, here kind of going forward. Um, before we, before we go on, onto the, uh, the boys results, let's just hash out, uh, the girls regionals here coming up on, uh, Friday. Um, as we've mentioned a few times, uh, in recent weeks. Uh, the regional uh, qualifiers are this Friday. Uh, there are eight regions at four sites. Uh, the Tyson Events Center in Sioux City will host region one and two. Region three, of, three and four will be at the Iowa Events Center in uh, Des Moines. Uh, here at the uh, Alliant Energy Powerhouse, we'll have regions five and six in Cedar Rapids. And then Luther College in Decorah will host Region seven and eight. Um, I'll, two huge fields actually in Cedar Rapids. Uh, 25 teams apiece. Um, I'll kind of blow through them here quickly. Region five, you've got Belle Plaine, Benton, Bettendorf, Comanche, Cedar Rapids, Jefferson, Kennedy, uh, the Davenport Schools, Assumption, Durant, 
Fort Madison, Highland, uh, Independence, Iowa City High, Linmar, Maquoketa, Mid Prairie, Midland, Mount Pleasant, Mount Vernon, North Scott, Tipton, Waco, Wapolo, Washington, and West Liberty. Um, in Region 6, you've got Cedar Rapids, Washington, Central City, DeWitt, uh, Clear Creek, Amana, Clinton, uh, Columbus, and uh, Winfield Mount Union, East Buck, which is um, one of the top one top teams, along with Waverly Shell Rock, who are in this field as well. English Valleys, uh, Iowa City, Liberty, Iowa City West, Iowa Valley, Keokuk, Lois, Muscatine, Marion, Muscatine, Burlington, Notre Dame, Beacon, Pleasant Valley, Cedar Rapids, Prairie, Regina, Solon, Vinton, Shellsburg, West Branch, and Wilton. So, uh, boy, those are those are two stacked uh, yeah. regions when you look at East Buck and Waverly Shell Rock being in the same side as one. Uh, you've got Bentendorf, Mount Vernon, Independence, who just won the uh, WAMAC. They actually uh, considered it a WAMAC conference tournament, unlike the MVC. Uh, just throwing that out there, MVC folks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Independence came away with uh, a conference title on Monday night. Um, you know, and like we said, you've got Mount Vernon, um, who's got some really good individuals, and Lidmar, uh, as we talked about uh, there, Kennedy, that's got some good individuals um, as well. So, in that region six, you mentioned Waverly, Shell Rock, and East Buck, but also Prairie, right? Yeah, Prairie's a part of that. Uh, group that we've seen, uh, you know, them go toe to toe with uh, Cedar Falls. Um, you know, Clear Creek of Man has done some done some good things uh, as well. You know, Iowa City West with uh, Janelle uh, Avila um, has got some good individuals. Uh, Marion's got a couple um, good individuals, especially Natalie Headland. Um, a really good freshman there. Uh, you know, Vinton Shellsburg has a has a good group. So does Solon. Solon's got one of the more balanced uh, teams. Um, I think it's McKenna Rogers uh, for Solon. That was a Walmart champion. Vinton Shellsburg had a couple champions this last Monday, and two really good standouts in uh, Brees Winston and Chloe Sanders uh, mm -hmm. as well. So, yeah, these are, these fields on on Friday are at, especially in Cedar Rapids are going to be loaded. Right. You throw twenty five teams into each regional, so now you have fifty teams that are going to be on site. Yeah, you're going to get some great individuals. And boy, <laughs> there must be some some what, huge traveling. You know, if only four sites, it's not going to be real local. So if, I think you said teams from Southeast Iowa all the way up to Waverly in one conference. Or on one regional, so right in that six region, that's wow. Yeah, I think we're we're looking at uh, what Wilton, uh, well Columbus, Columbus uh, Junction, and Winfield Mount Union. Um, I'm guessing is probably the well Clinton is there as well, um, and Waverly Shell Rock, Wise Muscatine, Keokuk. There, there's your yeah. Your, we're going from Keokuk. All the way to Waverly Shell Rock. That that's uh, that's a pretty good uh, uh, span of yeah uh, of geography there. Um, but I, and I'm sure after this first year, things will get ironed out and and be a little uh, right. different. Um, but uh, you know, not everybody's going to have a full team. Obviously, I know they'll go to 32. Uh, wrestler brackets, but um, they won't be a full 32, I'm sure. You know, full 25, even, you know what I mean? Right. Um, yep. But uh, let's see, they'll wrestle all the way to a true fourth, I believe I read. Um, so that's going to be uh, a lot of matches for, for some, even though I know they uh, got a special dispensation about the number of matches wrestled in a day uh, just because the mat time with so many pins that we've seen at tournaments, um, the amount of mat time isn't near as long as uh, 
what you might think. So that's why it's kind of opened the door for them to wrestle more than what the limits five or, or six matches in a day. Um, five. So um, that that was uh, they're able to expand that number um, just because the mat time isn't as much with all the pins. So the wrestling to a true fourth and they will take the top four wrestlers from each uh, regional um, to qualify for the state tournament uh, the following week at the Extreme Marina in Iowa, uh, Coralville. Right. Should be a good weekend. Then, then the for the on the boys' side, you have all your conference tournaments coming up. So, yeah, yeah. The MVC meet in uh, uh, at Waterloo West. I know the uh, uh, the WAMAC is being hosted by Independence. So those are those are two big ones there. Um, and and speaking of uh, uh, some of the boys' competition, just kind of want to mention. Uh, uh, some of the results from this last weekend, um, Mount Vernon with uh, uh, a nice showing at Iowa City, uh, the Clyde Bean Duels. They came away with a, a team title. Um, they beat uh, uh, Iowa City High 51-18 in the finals. Um, they went 4-0 in pool competition. And just kind of mention that because it did include uh, – a win over uh, Dubuque Hempstead, who has finished the season ranked number 11 um, in the Iowa Wrestling Coaches and Officials Association uh, final poll in 3A. So um, they were able to win 39-31 there. So between wins with uh, against Hempstead and Iowa City High and another positive, uh, Clark Younggreen, who was hurt during the football season, uncertain if he would be able to return. Um, he saw uh, action in one match um, this last weekend for Mount Vernon. So that's big. And, and uh, you kind of understand why they, uh, they climbed uh, number four in the, uh, in the coaches rankings uh, in class two a and are going to host a regional duel. Uh, they've had a great season. Well, that's great news. I did not notice that Young Green was back in the lineup. That's that's real good news for Mount Vernon and for him. And mm -hmm. you know, that was a devastating injury at uh, right at the end of football season. And and uh, but uh, something that kind of a uh, couple of things. First of all, have you been in the new City High gym? Oh my! I God. have not. It's I was there Sunday. It's so nice. Oh my gosh! In the wrestling room, it's three mats long. It's huge. It's wonderful. So the facility that they put in is something to be proud of. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not a coach anymore, but I'm still jealous. I don't care. <laughs> that's beautiful. It's that, that's really neat. Um, they, uh, something else that happened was a, a real devastating injury or an, an injury uh, to one of uh, uh, Iowa City's really great wrestlers. And uh, mm -hmm. so the, he was injured his knee and he was, uh, unable to, they were unable to move him. So both teams forfeited the last match okay. in the meet. So that it, because it didn't matter in terms of of uh, who was going to win the meet or not, that has already been decided. Mount Vernon was well ahead, but I thought that was kind of classy on both teams' part to do that. But but I talked to, to uh, KLC and on Sunday, who was at the tournament on crutches. He had an MRI, still hopeful. Like you know, for me, there's not much season left, so I. I don't know that he'll get back on the mat, but I felt so bad for him because it's been fun. KJ, we've got to watch him grow the last four years. And, and uh, so, uh, man, I, I hurt for him, but hopefully he'll have a full recovery and, and be able to compete in college if he wishes. He's hit. He is. You know, I, I know like our midseason, we talked about uh, uh, some of the top performers, right? And, uh, you know, the names of uh, – you know, kind of the regular names throughout, you know, mm -hmm. Peter and Paez and Gabe Arnold and Nakaborns and stuff like that. But Kale Seaton had, had put together one of the most uh, impressive seasons to date. Uh, he really is 
he, he's a heck of a competitor. And it's fun watching him uh, compete. But he uh, he put together awesome season. I know uh, with uh, Jezzeraga, um not wrestling at Southeast Polk, he'd moved to number one in the ranking, the latest rankings. Um, but he was somebody that was certainly a title contender and uh, provide a lot of extra points there for, for City High, which, you know, I think at the state tournament with him and Arnold and Keeter all having uh, uh, title chances could have bumped them up into the top five uh, uh, for sure. And that that's just a, a, a tremendous loss for the team. Obviously, the most important thing is hoping that he gets he gets better. He's able to recover uh, fully uh, from that because it sounded like it was a pretty pretty gruesome injury. Um, exchange messages with his mother uh, uh, Amber uh, just to kind of get some perspective of, on his uh, uh, his mindset. Um, he was trying to tell his mom that he was going to come back, <laughs> that he was going to come back and wrestle, um, that, uh, Spencer Lee wrestled without two ACLs. I can, I can come back and wrestle on this. And she was like, well, we'll see what the doctor says, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, it, but that just kind of tells you what kind of warrior he is. And right. boy, uh, unfortunate and hope he's just able to recover fully because he was a heck of a competitor. Right. Is is a heck of a competitor, right? And he uh, and a heck of a young man, just really a classy kid for sure. He uh, told me he had an MRI right away, so by Sunday he had already had it, but had was going to be have it read by the the surgeon or the physician or whoever on Tuesday, and then they would know. Well, obviously, I haven't spoken to him since then, but but uh, he, he, yeah, so heck yeah, he was hopeful <laughs> when I was talking. <laughs> And I'm going, oh, boy, there's just not enough season left. You know, what are we, two, right. three, three, or three weeks out from districts? Uh, about two and a half now. Yeah, two and a half now. So, yeah, that's not enough. You know, Spencer Lee really might have done that, but he had some time to recover. <laughs> and, uh, you know. I, yeah, he had, people forget that Spencer Lee wrestled without one of his ACLs for uh, over a year. So, he was able to build the muscles around that and kind of prepare himself and knew what he could do and how to do it. Um, even without. So, right. yeah. And, and, uh, I also talked to coach Connell who he, he said, I can't even talk about it. I said, I didn't sleep last night. I can't even talk about it. He, he was distracted that day by the tournament, which was a good thing, but right. he, he was hurting bad for kale as well. So it's just, you know, it's, you, that you never want that to happen, but there's a great young man that certainly didn't deserve that. But for sure, um, City High still finished second uh, there at uh, their tournament, and of course, uh, both of these teams, as well as Hempstead, um, in the regional duels that we'll uh, talk about here uh, shortly. Um, one other, one other thing on the Clyde Bean duels. When I was talking to Coach Connell, I go, "Boy, we've come a long ways from from holding these matches in the your old wrestling room, and even farther <laughs> since in the old old gym when I was doing some duels with Clyde Bean." He said, "Did you know that City High, in the history of their wrestling, I don't know when they when they first started wrestling, in the history of their wrestling, they've only had three coaches." That was really what Coach Connell said. Clyde Bean, Brad Smith, and himself. I did not realize that. Three coaches. That's crazy. Wow. That's, that's got a span. Well, I know Clyde Bean was a coach when my brother was wrestling in the, in the mid-60s. So, so that's a long, long time. Jeez. Yeah, 60 to 70 years where you only have three three head coaches. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. I can't, I can't think of any other uh, program that can say the same. Nor can I. Hmm. Uh, speaking of one of those Iowa City High coaches, uh, Connell's predecessor and uh, his old uh, City High coach, Brad Smith, we talked about uh, him and um, 
his, his, his him approaching the 700 win plateau, and he finally hit it on Thursday night. Uh, Lisbon beat uh, North Cedar 74-6 for uh, his 700, 700th career dual victory. Um, has it already been the uh, uh, all-time uh, uh, wins leader among Iowa high school coaches. Um, and is the first one to reach uh, 700 dual wins. Um, after wins with uh, Midland and North Lynn, uh, he sits at uh, 702 uh, in his uh, 45th season coaching at Lisbon and at City High. Yeah, I know I contributed to that total, so <laughs> not, not me, but our team's good. Right. But, but we got a few on the other side, too, so... <laughs> Um, I know we talked a little bit about Limar and Prairie on the girls' side. Um, on the boys, they went down to Clinton for the uh, annual Bob Luters Invitational. Uh, they finished first and second down there, respectively, which uh, good showing for both. Um, Linmar had uh, four champs: Malik DeBo at one thirteen. Kane Nakaborn at uh, 138, Grant Crest at 152, and then uh, Tate Nakaborn at 182. Uh, this is a nice little gear up for, for both teams for the MVC coming up. Uh, the Lions had 212 and a half points, um, 12 medalists with nine that were uh, fifth or better. Um, Prairie had 12 place winners as well, just two finalists. Uh, Blake Jaimo at 120 and Alex Bumba at 126. Um, and they were kind of a ways back at 173 points. Uh, but the uh, kind of the marquee match of the day uh, in the 120-pound 120, 120 final, uh, it was uh, Lisbon's Brandon Piaz. And Jaimo, uh, the two of them have wrestled in what five state finals so far. Um, Jaimo, a two-time runner-up in 3A, uh, Paez, a two-time champ and three-time finalist in 1A, and uh, Paez came away with uh, a 5-0 decision uh, in that between uh, two future D1 wrestlers, Paez going to UNI and Jaimo to Iowa State. Right. Great battle there. And then also uh, Lisbon's other champ, Wyatt Smith, has just been been rolling this year to, to include him. And, and Prairie had 12 in the top eight, so they finished second, like you said. So great showing um, by Prairie there. Um, one other thing from last week that I think is uh, kind of uh, notable, I guess you would say, maybe a little bit of a state tournament preview. Uh, as far as 3A goes, at the Ed Winger Classic in Urbandale, um, you had Waverly Shell Rock, Southeast Polk, and Bettendorf all on the field. Uh, and that's how they finished one, two, and three. Waverly Shell Rock with 200 points, uh, Southeast Polk uh, with 187, and then uh, Bettendorf was third at 168 and a half. And just to provide some context about those three teams, the next three teams in the the standings were Ankeny Centennial, Waukee Northwest, and Fort Dodge, uh, and they were a ways back. So uh, this kind of gives you a little bit of a 3A feel, um, just kind of maybe minus West Des Moines Valley and uh, Ankeny and Linmar. Well, actually, West Des Moines Valley was. They finished seventh. They were there. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I missed that. Right, right behind Fort Dodge. So the um, – so the and I, didn't Waukee Northwest didn't they win the Jayhawk by a couple of points mm -hmm. over Robert Nett. and they were they were uh, ninety two points behind Waverly Shellrock so Waukee wow. Northwest had one hundred eight and eight Waverly Shellrock had two hundred so I mean to me you throw in Linmar who wasn't there and then City High who will have their individuals uh, and then uh, you know others around the state but. Yeah, this was the premier tournament right here. And Milwaukee had, I mean, uh, Waverly Shellrock had five finalists, three champs. Southeast Polk and Bettendorf both had four finalists, two, and each had two champs each. So, and then, uh, 
you know, Waukee Northwest with their really strong uh, 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 Christian, um, what's the, the Christian, anyway, uh, real strong wrestler, lightweight wrestler there, had, that was their champ. And then Fort Colfax Christensen? Colfax Christensen, thank you, geez. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, anyway, so good. That was, I was real curious what was going to happen there. And, and I don't know, I couldn't find out. Is the CIML having their tournament this year? If this this weekend, I didn't see that they were on. I could not see find that them on track. So, uh, let me see if I can uh, sell something up here. While you're looking, uh, I was at the Animosa Invitational, working that with Denny Christensen, who, by the way, was there and was harassing me. <laughs> good guy. You know, of course, he, that's Jason Christensen's dad. Jason was a longtime coach at Southeast Boat. So. Uh, Great, great wrestling family, and it goes beyond just those two for sure. Uh, lots of referees and that were uncles and brothers and so forth. So anyway, um, Animosa ended up winning their tournament, and Cedar Rapids, Washington, was second. Animosa had <coughs> Aiden Anatelli and Austin Scranton at thirty-two and one sixty. They had three seconds and four thirds, so it had a real strong showing. So all thirteen placed that they had in the tournament placed in the top five. Washington had another nice showing. They had champs in, in uh, Sam Brennan at 106, Isaiah Price at 126, Nick Foreman at 38, and Eric Rendernack at 152. Also, also there was Liberty. They took third, and Liberty had champs in Eduardo Zapita at uh, 182 and uh, Vincenzo Lima at 195. So good, it was a good tournament there. Oh, by the way, of note, this is the team to watch in the future. Iowa City Liberty told me on Sunday they have 180 kids in their youth club. Really? 180. Whew. Sheesh. Wow. Good for them. That's, uh, yeah, that's really impressive. I know, I know a lot of programs would love to have a half of, the, half of that at least. Right, or even a quarter. <laughs> right. Jeez. Right. So kudos to that that the, the Liberty program and all their youth coaches and, and their high school coaches. For sure. For sure. A um, couple other things. One I forgot to uh, kind of mention uh, when we were talking about the girls' results. Um, Decorah held their uh, a girls' tournament on Saturday. The Vikings were second to Waverly Shell Rock. So, um, uh, that was just uh, 241 to 235 uh, uh, difference there. Of course, they're going in different directions for Friday's regionals uh, since Decorah will stay home uh, at Luther College. Um, but Decorah had champion, uh, championships from uh, Anastasia Simon at 135, Naomi Simon at 170, uh, and then uh, a runner-up finish from uh, uh, Mary Sessions at 155 and Ashley Bjork at 130. So um, I know uh, Decor is also one of those uh, teams that uh, could be pretty tough here in the, the postseason. Um, a couple other team uh, uh, titles. Albert won its home uh, dual tournament going 4-0. Uh, had wins over ranked teams in West Burlington, Notre Dame, and Dyke New Hartford. Uh, and the Raiders won their uh, their home tournament at Williamsburg, 214 and a half points, uh, beating runner-up Pella by 11 and a half. And of course, uh, both of those two teams uh, hosting regional duels. If we could uh, just kind of move on to uh, that next Tuesday, the field set. Um, for regional duels, um, did you happen to take a look at kind of where everybody was, uh, everybody was heading for that? I kind of glanced at it and, and saw it, but the unique one, of course, is uh, Lisbon hosting, but not being the uh, the top seed based on the yeah. coaches' voting. So, there you go, interesting, yeah, kind of, kind of interesting with the format. Uh, with the second to the last rankings determining host sites and then the field being determined by the uh, the final um, 
rankings. Um, final rankings. And that's where Lisbon was as high as fourth or fifth uh, the week before and then dropped to seventh, allowing uh, Wapsie Valley to, to kind of leapfrog them going into fifth. And with them traveling to Lisbon, they'll get the first round by and get the winner of Lisbon and Pleasantville. Do you remember uh, so that happening ever? I don't remember I that. don't. I really, I really don't. Um, you know, in, in maybe one of the old formats um, where you had, uh, you know, you'd have the sectional champ and sectional runner-up uh, facing each other at a regional dual site, you know, so you'd have four teams there and maybe the host site got upset in the first round. So you had, you know, two visiting teams that faced oh, yeah. off in the regional final. But nothing like this where the visiting team got a first-round bye and had the winner of the, the host site and another team in the regional final. This is this is new to me. Yeah, I don't remember it either. So uh, is that uh, – do you think that adds a little a little motivation to, to the Lions at all? I mean, you know uh, – Maybe a little, but man, it's to go to state. They ought to be plenty motivated. So that's true. Yeah, you. That's true. That whole that whole Joe Namath line, right? If if my words motivate them, then they're already then they we've already beaten them. That kind of thing. That's right. Remember that. <laughs> re remember that with the Jets. Uh, Runway, yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if if they're not motivated enough. Um, just for having the regional duel or having the state duels uh, birth on the line. And, um, but that should be a good one. Uh, Wapsie Valley has quietly put together a really strong season, both tournament wise and duel wise. Um, you know, hopefully Lisbon is healthy and uh, at a hundred percent, you know, that we've covered uh, a couple of their duels and they're missing some guys and trying to get guys back from injuries. So, uh, we'll see if they can overcome a couple open weight classes and uh, have everybody else back and uh, give it a run against Wapsie Valley. Right. Um, yep. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think their, their six pounder is back. Lisbon's he's, if I remember right, he's back and has done. Wes well. Sadler. Yeah. Sadler last. Oh, Wesley. Yeah. The last couple of weeks. So yep. <laughs> there's a good one to have back. For sure. Um, so uh, the host sites and the rest of these uh, teams, they'll, they'll get the first round by. But uh, Southeast Polk will uh, host Dallas Center Grimes and Waukee Northwest. Uh, Waverly Shellrock has uh, Cedar Rapids Prairie and Western Dubuque uh, with the Hawks and Bobcats uh, facing off in the semis. Bentendorf hosts Pleasant Valley and North Scott. Ankeny uh, has Iowa City High and Bondurant Farrar. Uh, you know, Bondurant Farrar uh, growing quite a bit there. And, of course, their, uh, I believe their principal or superintendent is Rich Powers. That's uh, right. Yeah. Former, former UNI wrestler. So um, I'm not sure what that has to do with anything. Just throwing that out there. But uh, they're at Ankeny. Uh, West Des Moines Valley hosts Indianola Norwalk. Ankeny Centennial has Dowling and Carlisle. Uh, Carlisle, uh, one surprise that uh, you know they're in they're in three A, um, but they put together a good season here, um, and they might uh, get a chance to face uh, Ankeny Centennial at Johnston. You've got Johnston Lamar's at Fort Dodge, and then at Linmar. Uh, you've got Dubuque Hempstead versus Fort Madison, number 11 and number 22 or 24 with Fort Madison uh, with Linmar, uh, number seven Linmar, uh, waiting for the winner of those two. Uh, really like Linmar's uh, chances to, uh, to advance there, even though if they face Dubuque Hempstead, that could be a pretty, pretty tight duel. Yeah, we'll know a little bit more about that after this conference this weekend. That right. Match up. So, but I would agree with you that Linmar is favored, but 
Hempstead's pretty salty. And in class two A, no real surprises here. Um, you know, and of course the Womack, uh, three teams hosting. Boy, they're uh, such a strong conference, especially in class two A. Um, but you've got Osage, they'll host Clarion Gofield Dows and Algona, West Delaware. Uh, kind of interesting with West Delaware and Independence. Uh, if Independence beats Dyke New Hartford, which on paper they're expected to, uh, this is going to be two duels in the matter of five days between Independence and West Delaware, the two, uh, uh, two rivals, two Walmart Conference uh, uh, rivals. And if you throw in the conference tournament, they're going to cross paths three times in five days. Uh, since their duel last week was uh, was canceled due to weather, they're wrestling their duel this Thursday. Then you have Womack and Independence on Saturday. Regional duels possibly, like we said, if Independence beats Dyke New Hartford um, at West Delaware on Tuesday. So uh, kind of an interesting uh, situation there with uh, Indian West Delaware. Right, in a five-day span. Wow. Yeah. It almost makes that first meet makes you wonder if they ought to even do it. <laughs> yeah, right. If it's uh, really but, worth it, but um, knowing those guys, any any time to step on the mat, worth it. I know uh, a lot of people were uh, were unhappy with things being canceled last Thursday and stuff because uh, that I think they really like their their little rivalry. So. Um, I'm guessing that they'll probably still go on with it on Thursday. Uh, Sergeant Bluff Luton will host uh, Atlantic and Boyden Hall, Rock Valley, and another. Uh, we mentioned Mount Vernon and what they did this last weekend. They host uh, Davenport Assumption and PCM. Uh, Creston will host Glenwood Albia. Humboldt has Winterset and Ballard. Webster City, uh, Crestwood goes there. That's kind of interesting because uh, I think Crestwood may have jumped into the top eight um, for the last uh, for the last uh, rankings. I'd have to have to recheck, but I thought they were on the kind of verge and moved up into the top eight. And of course, they're going to go on the road. Uh, they'll face Carroll, and the winner gets Webster City. Crestwood is number eight. You're right. So. So that was that was another one where they, if it was a week if it was a week earlier, they uh, they could be hosting. Instead, um, they're hitting the road, and that's going to be uh, that could be if they beat Carroll in the the semifinal or the first round, uh, could be a, a pretty pretty competitive duel with uh, Webster City, and one I'm not so sure. Crestwood might not be the, the best team in that pod, but we'll we'll see on Tuesday. And then Williamsburg, they'll host. Uh, they'll have the winner of Notre Dame, West Burlington, Notre Dame at Knoxville. Um, you know, West Burlington, Notre Dame's got a strong team. Uh, not, not sure they're as strong dual-wise as they are uh, tournament-wise, but uh, I still think they're they're ranked near the top 10 uh, in duels as well. So. so Notre Dame is number 10. Williamsburg is number nine in the last rankings. And uh, Knoxville is 21. But so, yeah, so go figure. Neither one of them are in the top eight and one of them is hosting, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, Chris, because they switched, you know, from the, the, the – Yeah, and Williamsburg was ranked seventh last week. I'm not sure what caused them to drop down to, to number nine, but – you know, because they did a nice job this weekend. So I don't know either. They've been really improving, if you ask me. But that's right. the, that's the fluctuation. You know, with the coaches voting, it's just not. Yeah, we've talked about that anyway. <laughs> um, in Class One A, uh, real quickly, you got Don Bosco hosting West Hancock and Marlu Columbus, uh, Wilton. Uh, they've got I thirty five and Bell Plain. Kind of a long trip for. Uh, uh, Truro I-35 to make all the way to, to Wilton, but um, 
then you got Albert hosting MFL Marmac and Jessup. MFL Marmac, I believe, uh, qualified for the state duels the first time last year, maybe the year before. Um, so they're they're back in the regional duels. Uh, at Nashua Plainfield, you got Lake Mills and Pocahontas area. Uh, Emmitsburg has West Sioux, Kingsley Pearson, uh, Logan Magnolia. They've got uh, West Monona and Nottoway Valley. Uh, Woodbury Central has Hinton and Missouri Valley. And we talked about Lisbon, where the Lions will wrestle in the opening round against Pleasantville with Wapsie Valley, who jumped up to fifth in the rankings, uh, getting the bye and taking on uh, the winner of that first round duel, uh, despite having to go on the road for it. Hmm. Be fun. Interesting stuff. Um, any uh, anything for the MVC or for the conference tournaments this weekend? Um, yeah. you know, we kind I kind of leapfrogged uh, that to talk about the regional duels, but you know, uh, a big weekend this weekend. I guess the thing that stands out to me is the possibility of having not Gabor and Arnold three at Waterloo West in the 182 pound finals at the MVC Super. Right. So let me ask you this. Let's go this way. Okay. I'll give you a, a conference tournament. You tell me the one, maybe even two or three top top uh, uh, teams you think might win it or contend. So let's okay. start, start with the MVC. I think Lindmar is a heavy favorite to uh, win their second in a row. Uh, I think uh, Dubuque Hempstead uh, is probably their biggest challenger there. And then I would say Cedar Rapids Prairie. Um, I would have said City High uh, before, but with, uh, without Seton, seeing the way Prairie's really kind of solidified some things, um, and they've got that lower weight group. I would go Lindmar Hempstead Prairie for uh, for the MVC. How about how about you? I'd say Seton is probably at least twenty to twenty four points, maybe even more. Uh, you know, that's a 20, 20 to twenty four point loss. I don't know who they might be able to put in there that might recoup some, but but maybe no one. I don't know. So I would agree with you. Okay, let's go to the Wamac. Uh, I still think that's West Delaware's to lose. Um, my first, my first inkling is to go with Mount Vernon as being kind of the second there, um, and then I would have said at the beginning of the year I would have said Independence, um, but now with the way Williamsburg has wrestled the last few weekends, where. Uh, you know, uh, they had a good showing at uh, a Benton. Um, they were runners-up at uh, uh, Marion to Wilton. Um, I, I'll go. I'll go West Delaware, Mount Vernon, Williamsburg. There at the Walmack. And, and then I like you throw Indy into that category. On the, you know, West Delaware, and then and then with that Williamsburg, Mount Vernon category, and then. Mm -hmm. The, then you've got a lot of teams that are going to contribute. I mean, Shellsburg is going to, you know, as Cooper Sanders and and uh, and then you know some other teams, Bell, Bell Plain. Uh, there's going to there's going to be some individuals that are going to jump in there. And, and do, you, do you know what the, the Walmart kind of reminds me of? Do you remember the uh, the MVC the one year at I think Waterloo East hosted where. Uh, out of the 14 weight classes, 13 schools had a chance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? I, oh, yeah. I, I don't think the parody will be quite the same, but I think it'll be close. When you're when you're looking at some of the individuals that, you know, teams like, uh, you know, like um, like Vinton and Benton with Haying and, and Sanders, mm -hmm. um, you know, West Delaware and Mount Vernon have – uh, at Williamsburg, uh, Indy, they all have favorites. I could see eight or nine teams having individual champs. Right. Um, and, in that, and that's what could affect that second group that we mentioned, the Williamsburg, Indy, Mount Vernon group. You know, a lot of those individuals shoot in. And it could have affected West Delaware for that matter, I guess. Oh, for sure. So, okay, so we're moving on. 
the Tri Rivers. Oh, um, I think that's uh, I think well, or Albernat's a heavy favorite there. Um, and then, uh, and then I still think uh, Lisbon um, at number two. You know, I think that that's the the second team there. Um, boy, when it comes to it, because you're looking at possibly three, you know, what three, two or three teams. Um, if I went to a third team, and this is maybe a little bit of a a stretch. Uh, I, I would say Albert at Lisbon, Mac Valley. Uh, okay. Mac Valley's got three upper weight wrestlers that can score a lot of, a lot of points, even though, uh, you know, you're looking at them going against uh, the likes of Wyatt Smith at heavyweight and, uh, you know, Indy Ferguson and, and stuff, but uh, you know, East Buck possibly, you know, you got Cody Fox and a few, but, I, I'm going to go Albernet, Lisbon, a distant first, second, and then Mac Valley uh, uh, being third. Right. I agree with Albernet, Lisbon in that order. All right. Uh, River Valley. This, this is number one's easy. I, yeah. I, uh, you know, you got to go with uh, uh, Wilton, obviously. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a big one. Now, good um, luck. <laughs> yeah, then you could probably throw them in a, you know, uh, throw them in the hopper and kind of pull, pull out name, you know, pull out teams, uh, right. there. I, you know, they all have they all have like in the you know like two or three individuals like West Liberty's got uh, the Cassidy kid and and Collins. Uh, West Branch has a couple uh, big upper, upper weight guys that have had good years. Uh, Monticello has Kale Hansen and uh, a couple others. You know, Comanche has been better. Anamosa, I think, is better. Um, but I think maybe I'd go oh, if I'm Picking the three tops, obviously Wilton number one. I'd go West Liberty Animosa. Okay. Maybe, maybe switch those. West Branch being in there as well. I don't know if Monticello has enough for Mid Prairie. Mid Prairie's, uh, Mid Prairie's had a nice season. I also think Regina's had a nice season. So talk about parity. Yeah. Is, other than Wilton for, for second place, boy, it's going to be. A, Fun one to see how that goes. And then I, I threw this one in. It's not even in our area, really, but I threw the uh -huh. map. I think that's a fairly easy choice, maybe top three there, and then just briefly. Yeah. I, I think uh, um, with the Mac, obviously, uh, uh, Bettendorf um, as, your, as your top team there. And then, actually, I don't – I think it's kind of muddy after, after that. Um, I, I think the next three could go a few different directions, don't you? With uh, with North Scott PV and Assumption, um, that's I would, I would I definitely, yep, that's your you call it right there. That's the three I had, and probably in that order, yeah, yeah. But it, but it wouldn't surprise me if those three, right. Mm -hmm. You know, reshuffled a little bit, you know, but yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with you on that. Uh, going, uh, going that way. Well, there you go. That's my my conferences for you. I, I don't know if there's any other ones you want to touch on. Well, uh, the only, uh, the only other one. This really probably isn't even a, um, really a. Just because, uh, just because it's new, um, kind of mentioned, kind of mentioned this one uh, a little bit, just because you know it's uh, it's different. But the Iowa Alliance Conference, um, there with some of the new teams, uh, since we mentioned, um, you know, kind of the the CIML. These are the former CIML teams, um, where you've got. 
Ames, Des Moines East, Des Moines Lincoln, uh, Des Moines North Hoover, Roosevelt, Fort Dodge, Marshalltown, Mason City, Atomo, and Waterloo East. Um, I guess uh, that really is probably Fort Dodge and the rest um, after that. Um, maybe Ames? Maybe Ames, Mason City, possibly. Um, you know, um, but it'll be interesting to see how, you know, competitive the whole field is. Because remember, this was a conference kind of brought together because they were dealing with competitive imbalance in the uh, the conferences that they were in previously, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, Waterloo East being in the MVC, uh, many of the other schools being in uh, the, the CIML. So it'll be interesting to see if they get what they kind of desired when they created this conference, at least on the wrestling side, if we'll see that uh, competitiveness. Um, you know, the goal was to have, you know, bring these teams together because they would be similar in, uh, in level, um, you know, as a whole, not necessarily wrestling speaking, but we'll see if it pays off uh, on the wrestling side of things. Obviously, Fort Dodge head and shoulders above the rest of the, the field. But, you know, if, uh, you know, the rest of them are, are pretty close um, and tight, it's kind of kind of what they were hoping for, and, and we'll see if that kind of plays out um, Saturday. Now, I can't remember who hosts that first one. Uh, it'll be at Des Moines North to, to kick off. Um, so is the CIML still a conference? Uh, yeah, it's still a conference. It's okay. just... I it's different, it. but I don't. I don't see their conference tournament on track wrestling. Yeah, I'll have to find it. That's not important. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll. Uh, but, yeah. So those will be fun to uh, to kind of watch how they play out because then we'll have, you know, postseason and then with the regional duels, state duels, and the girls. Uh, state qualifier or the girl state uh after the state qualifier this week and then we're gearing up for districts so busy man (laughs) this is this is really um um I, i really don't know how to explain it because it's a lot more compact but there is kind of a gap you know, once once you get through the barrage of regional duels, girls' state state duels, then there is a little bit of a gap between that and districts that used to be filled with two days of regional duels um, after sectionals. Um, and then, of course, after districts, you're trying to set up for not only one state tournament preview, but also preview for the traditional state tournament. Uh, after state duels, so um, it, this is new territory for for coverage. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, could go smooth. Uh, could be a train wreck. Well, well with, it makes sense with the moving of the state tournament from Wednesday before state to the two weeks before. It spreads it out a little bit for you, so you're actually going to be able to get to sleep that week before state. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. There's going to be a lot to do. Uh, you know, uh, with uh, the traditional tournament being four days instead of three, you know, three again. But, um, yeah, it should should space things out uh, technically uh, to be able to to maybe not be so uh, uh, overwhelmed in that gap between districts and the state tournament in Des Moines. So uh, we shall see. But uh, so Thursday night, we're going to be on TV for our, our finale, uh, our dual finale of the. We we're going to have uh, Cedar Rapids Kennedy at Cedar Rapids Washington. I am still up in the air on Saturday, um, depending on what we can get. If we can get somebody to cover the MVC meet at Waterloo West, I may go to the Walmart at Independence. Um, 
or vice versa. Um, are you going to be anywhere uh, officiating uh, this weekend? I'm at Waterloo West. You're going to be at the MVC meet at Waterloo West. All right. So any any final thoughts before we close things up? Oh, good show. All right. So a lot of action going on uh, this week, obviously, on the college level, on the high school level. We're in the middle of a uh, uh, busy and exciting time of year. Um, so I just want to thank everybody again. Thanks for dedicating your time to us and, and uh, watching and listening. We appreciate uh, everybody out there for supporting uh, the sport of wrestling. Uh, Coach Briggs, thanks to, as always. And why don't you send us out? Let's keep wrestling on the move. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.